Welcome to Gail Talk, a new show for women with an emphasis on discussing the cares and concerns of life from the perspective of women of color. Gal Talk is not just talk. Gal is an acronym for Get a Life. That's life with a capital L, as in life in Jesus. We're not just here to talk, but to share with you wisdom you can trust. Now, what we will say will sound like it's countercultural at times, because it is. God's wisdom is often opposite of what we want to do. It's the hard thing to do a lot of times, but it's the thing that will bring us peace and contentment that other advice will not give us. Join us on this countercultural journey. Hello, Galaxy. My name is Angelica Jackson, and I will be tonight's podcast host. I don't know about the rest of you, but I feel like this month has just gone by so fast. We're almost done with the month of January. And um, one of the things that I look most forward to at the beginning of the year is setting new goals and resolutions and kind of reflecting on the year in the past. But unfortunately, life has gotten kind of crazy and I haven't really been able to do that. So if that is you as well, don't feel so alone. That's actually what tonight's podcast is about. And we are here to help. So tonight, our special guest is Miss Elena Woods. Elena, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Good evening. I'm Elena Woods. I'm from Elk Ridge, Maryland. I am a supervisor of teachers. I've been in education for about 20 years or more. I used to be a classroom teacher, and for the last four years, I've been supervising. So that's pretty much uh, my career. I enjoy gardening. Um, I collect dolls. I wrote a book recently, my first book, and um, I, I'm an artist. I can acrylic paint on canvas, so I've been selling some art sometimes. So oh, that's, wow. and I'm married. I'm married um, 20 years. Oh, that's lovely. Would you like to tell the viewers what the name of your book is? It is called, um, oh my God, I have, I'm having brain freeze here. A Seed's Journey. A Seed's Journey. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, it's a memoir about my gardening experience. And then I dedicated a part of the book to my grandmother. Because mm -hmm. when I was little, she gardened. And we had everything from cantaloupe to watermelon. We used to sit on the stoop and pluck the ends off of the green beans and all that kind of stuff. So now I feel like I'm keeping a part of her with me by going through this gardening phase. And I got a chance to experience all of this during the pandemic. So it was it was bittersweet, the pandemic, but I got so much time to find out about myself. Um, things that we just don't get to settle down and do sometimes, working that nine to five every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, well, that's beautiful. Um, we'll just go ahead and dive in to tonight's episode. Arena recently found an article that said, on average, Americans take 32 days uh, to break their goal, and 68% of people break their goal before that time period. Why do you think that is? Well, I think that some goals are fads. Mm -hmm. So I think that some goals are things that we see now, like within the community. You know, everybody wants to set a health goal or everybody you know, wants to set, you know, some new exciting goal. But I also think, you know, if it's not something that you personally are vested in, it's kind of hard to keep it. 
I also think that sometimes we set goals and they're unrealistic. So they're not like um, measurable. So you set this goal and you say you're going to do this, but you don't give yourself enough time. You don't give yourself enough grace. You're critical of yourself. Um, so I think all of those things kind of have something to do with it. And I, I was thinking about this when I was asked to um, talk about this tonight. You know, it's really only 24 hours between December 31st and January 1st. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a 24 hour difference. And so whatever you were doing in 2021, not much is different in 2022 unless you've been working towards, you know, setting yourself up for success for the beginning of the year. So, you know, we have that big New Year's like celebration and, you know, some people do it at church. Some people do it, you know, bringing in a party. Mm -hmm. Some people do a little bit of both and it's the excitement, it's the balls dropping and, You know, we all just came out of the Christmas. So it's like this great big, you know, celebration and everybody's into that. But then you got to go back to business as usual in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess you kind of settle into whatever your routine was back in the previous year. So I think that can have some effect on it. I think um, accountability just not having um, somebody to go with it with you. I find that I'm more apt to do things um, when I have a partner. So I know um, when I walked on the pandemic, there were three people on my job and we all would share our walking um, progress every day in a text message. And if somebody texts that they walked, and I couldn't share mine. I was like, oh my God, I got to go walk. And I would be out there almost at dusk trying, trying to, to get, get that walk in. so I could share my walk. And then you, we had apps and everybody was on the app. And then one time we did it with water and you know how much water can you drink? And people were like going back and forth. So it's motivating when you have um, a group of people that's kind of holding you to it um but i noticed when we all got out of the pandemic and we went back to work and everybody separated mm-hmm. i'm not walking now <laughs> right you know, some of them are not walking but some of them are and i think that's that's that separates you from those goals when it's when it's not you personally being invested in doing it mm-hmm. you know and having that self-will to keep it going. Okay, so I kind of want to backtrack. You were talking about having your group of people who are going to hold you accountable. Do you have any tips or things that people should look out for when they're picking their accountability partners or group? Well, my accountability partners were already kind of in my circle. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were people that I already trusted. Um, I knew them. Um, They were people who weren't going to tell me what I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. They challenged you. Um, Yeah. So I I think people not telling you what you want to hear. And then they were people of all ages in my group. So I had people older than my mother, people younger than me, 
people my age. Okay. And so you had people coming from a different perspective. So the older people told us some stuff and we might have looked at them a little crazy, mm-hmm. but they had experience. They've had life experience. And then the younger people in my group, because I consider myself middle aged now, I'm 46. So the younger people in my group were like, girl, you better come on. (laughs) And I had some younger people in my group was like, yeah, you keep your nails pretty and stuff, but um, you need to share some pounds because you need to be healthy. And they was like, come on out here. We in a parking lot, wear your mask and we going to exercise. And I did it and it was fun. And I got to see younger people that I would never be hanging with for the most part, like helping me to find balance. So I think having a variety of people, age groups and people from different backgrounds can help to just, you know, spark up something different in you Um, because Typically, like if you're with the same people and all of you have the same type of interests or behaviors or thought patterns, nobody's going to challenge the other person, you know, to do something different. So I think that's helpful, too. That is that is very helpful. Okay, the next question that we have is what are some ways we can choose goals with a higher chance of keeping them? Hmm goals with a higher chance of keeping them. So I think before I was talking about the fact that it has to be something that you are, I guess, interested in, Mm -hmm. um, something that's achievable, you know, setting goals that you can, you know, that also complements the things that are already going on in your life. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I have a goal. It's on my bucket list. I want to go on a missions trip, right? Okay. But right now, that does not fit in my life's mm-hmm. right now. The pandemic. I work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, yeah, the pandemic. That. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I um, I'm working. 8.30 to 4.30, I mean, 8 to 4.30 every day. I don't have the autonomy to just say, I'm going to get up and go on a missions trip for like a month mm-hmm. and come back. Now, once I retire, maybe that's something doable. But sometimes I think we set goals and we already know this is out of my reach, mm-hmm. right? All right, so then here's another goal I had, the, the walking goal. You know, the walking goal, I did it when I had some group, that, that group or people to encourage and be supportive. But now we're all back to work. So I got to find me an accountability partner and set the atmosphere, for lack of a better word, um, that's going to encourage me to continue to do that. If that's what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the goal of, not eating starches. So one of the things that I started doing, doing, well, I'm pre-diabetic, so I really need to manage that well. But one of the things that I started doing when I did my groceries to set the atmosphere for that is you don't buy it. (laughs) Don't bring it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. So yes, if I bring bread in, 
if I have bread for lunch, I'm not going to have French fries for dinner. Mm -hmm. Something has to, you know, something has to go. So you have to start challenging your own self. I guess that's another thing too, like being honest with yourself about where you are in the goal setting. Uh, My grandmother used to say something about like get in the mirror and talk to yourself and tell yourself, you know, all of these great things or all of the things that you need to My do. My grandma like, talk- did the same thing. Yeah. yeah, and she would be like serious about it. And I'd be like, really? But I noticed that when I'm in the bathroom getting dressed in the morning, even if I'm not talking out loud, I am verbally telling myself, okay, you know you forgot to take your medicine or you know that you need to go walking today or you know that you overspent last week so don't spend so much this week whatever it is you trying to do Mm -hmm. um i think another thing that has been helpful that i like more than um setting uh new year's resolutions is the vision boards yeah i feel like yeah i feel like the vision boards are a little bit more flexible so like if you set a new year's resolution you either make it or you don't right and once you put it out there in the atmosphere that this is your new year's resolution it's out there Mm -hmm. but at least with the vision board it's a collage i've done about three different vision boards because that's like the thing now i've done i've done a vision board at work a vision board in in this other group and I know somebody going to invite me to another party where we're going to do vision boards, yes. right? Yeah, but the thing about it is, you know, each time I make the vision board, there are certain things that I notice are consistently on it. Mm-hmm. So I think in my mind, I am consistently working on those things. And that's why for me, I thought about it's only a 24 hour difference between 2021 and 2022. Whatever I was working on in 2021, I'm going to either complete it in 2022 or I'm going to continue it and I'm going to either improve it or I'm going to slack off and pick it up and do nothing else with it. Something's going to happen to it in 2022. But to me, the New Year's resolution thing, unless you're like, a very um i guess a person with real tunnel vision and really committed to whatever it is you and you've been doing this all along i just don't see that working for me per mm-hmm. se but i do like the vision boards because every time i make it i either keep something on it or i add something to it and it's not so intimidating because eventually either those pictures are going to disappear because I'm done with it and I exceeded my goal or met my goal or it's going to stay on there and will keep reminding me hey you said you wanted to do this or hey you said you wanted to work towards this right well you've been talking a lot about just being realistic with yourself and how we only have 24 hours in a day so how many goals or how many visions or resolutions is too many to focus on at a time in my mind more than three more than three and yeah and I say that because I know as a supervisor when we meet with associates one of the things as a supervisor that I was trained or encouraged to do is um, when I'm 
trying to encourage a super uh, associate, I don't want to give them more than three things to work on. Mm-hmm. I think that's manageable. You know, um, three, one, two or three things, not again, realistic, measurable. It's something that's called, I know what it is, but I can't think of it right now, but oh, smart goals. Uh-huh. So like, when you set SMART goals, and I can't think of the all the things in the acronym, but when you set SMART goals, they're measurable, they have outcomes, mm-hmm. you know, it's something attainable, it, it, and it, it's realistic. Like, you can say that by June 25th, I will have 50% of blah, 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 blah. And so for that, I, I, an example that I can use is i uh, recently became very fond of these dolls called reborn dolls mm-hmm. and the reborn dolls are like very lifelike realistic I mean I they think are I've seen gorgeous. them on TikTok those are the ones that people always mistake for for actual babies yes okay yes so I paid for my first one and they are expensive I mean like expensive but I set a goal. I said I was going to save for this doll. And the artist asked me, do you want to do four months or six months? Mm -hmm. And I said, I think six months is a really long time. I don't think I can wait that long. But I also don't want to underestimate my ability to save. So I'm going to do four months. I went with four months. I felt like that was realistic. I also, by this being my first time working with her, I didn't want to leave a bad impression of not being a trustworthy customer because this is like a really big investment. Um, When you, you know, when you get into a hobby, you learn all of the things that go with it. And I, I wanted this to go well, right? So I saved, I would say $50 a week, $75 a week, add another 50, 75. And I wrote like out a budget of what that, how that would get me to the four months. So in the midst of that, I had no clue what was going to happen, but I saved and I was giving this lady the money. And I was like, I can't believe I am saving for this. And I think about all the things that people have asked me to do in the past. And I would be like, I can't say that, but this is something I wanted. Like I wanted this doll and I saved. I stopped eating Happy Meals. I don't get my hair done anywhere. Oh, you were myself. dedicated, dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped like shopping for myself. I was like, girl, you got clothes. You're going to be all right. But the point I'm making is if this is something that you really want, and something that really pulls at your inner core, you are going to do everything to get that accomplished. And it showed me that. So midway, my husband and I um, entered these school loan things and some of his school loans got forgiven. And we got a refund for some things that he was owed. And he gave me the other half as a Christmas gift. Now, I was not expecting that, but my goal was to save for it. And I did save for it. And whether he helped me or not, I was getting that doll. Now, it's paid for. It's not here yet. (laughs) But my point is, 
it's paid for and i was going to do it whether he helped me or not and so when i look at that and i look at some of the other things on my vision board i'm like mm, i was really dedicated to getting that maybe some of these how are these other things fads that i'm doing because i see this is what everyone is doing for the new year or everyone's doing this now or are these things that i really am invested in now hands down we all need good health right all right everybody wants to live a long healthy enjoyable you can't enjoy life if you're not healthy so that goal realistically should never come mm -hmm. off but some of the other goals you know that i have about this paint business i started and writing the book and all that other stuff now gardening i'm not letting that go because that's all about my grandmother I already made that commitment. Like I'm not letting that go, but, um, I think I'm going to see over the next three months, some things are going to stay on the vision board and it's going to be some things that's not going to stay on that vision board. I understand. You just talked about how a health goal should stay on your list. Are there other categories that you think should remain on your list no matter what? Because I've heard people say you should focus on one health goal, one professional, one spiritual right so you just hit the nail on the head for me it's the mm -hmm. spiritual goal now i to do that i um i joined a women's group called queen esther through first baptist church of glen Arden that's here in maryland and i've been in this class it's a class i don't go to first baptist church of glen Arden, but i found this class during the pandemic and i've been in it and um there are days where i'm like you know what I didn't pay them because we don't have to pay for it. Everything is free through this wow. church. All we pay for is our book. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel like going to class and I don't feel like doing my homework, but I have not quit. And I'm going to do my homework tonight and turn it out. <laughs> I'm going to do that, right? Um, I just think that there are some things, if you really believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you have a relationship with him and you want that to thrive, then you have to invest in yourself spiritually, like you eat and feed your body every day. Um, whatever your goals are, you have to feed them, you have to nurture them, you have to set the atmosphere for those things to flourish. So I would say definitely spirituality, of course, health, and I think relationships, you know, for me, relationships are important. So the ones that I have, the little handful I have, I'm learning um, in my older age to be comfortable with my small group. That's something I'm learning right now. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, you know, when I was younger, it was a big thing for me to feel like I was close to a yes, lot of people. Especially as an but extrovert. Yeah, but that's not realistic though. The truth be told, when I look down my cell phone numbers and my Facebook friends list and my Instagram and the Snapchats and whatever, you only can pick out a handful of people, honestly, that you talk to every day. Like, do I know your favorite color? Do I know what you hate? Like, can I call you at 2 a.m. and be like, girl, I need to mm -hmm. talk. And you not be like, are you crazy? Don't call me. 
you know, like relationships for me, I am like, I take them and leave them now. But before I used to be very needy. I don't feel that way anymore. I'm like, whatever. I've lived 46 years and in the 46 years that I've been alive, people come, people go, people promise stuff. And I'm not judgmental of other people because I look at, have I been the person that I should be for other people? And in a lot of cases, the answer is no. At least you're honest. It's no. Yeah, like, honestly, look, I work every day, eight hours. I come home. I'm tired. I have a husband. So you come home, you're doing marriage. You don't have time all the time to give to, you know, somebody with their issues when you have your issues. So, you know, trying to make time for your friends and your family or the people in your small nucleus that matter is something that I think should not come off of that list. Whatever it is, you know, when you get to those last days, you want to have good memories and you want to have people to share it with and people to care about you. And I think uh, the pandemic for me has, you know, made that a real loud um, thing because so many people have passed away. Yes you know, throughout that, um, throughout this, because it's not over. It's, it's been so much loss and all of it has not been due to the pandemic. So, you know, people in my mom's age group are passing away. My mom is like 72 and a lot of her friends and her age group, a little older and in her age group are passing on and going to glory. And, um, when you go to these services, it's like it, it's a real eye opener when you when you start to sum up somebody's mm-hmm. life. And so I think um, even more than that. So now the pandemic has kind of brought up what is the summation of your life? Like if you were to not be here anymore, what would mm-hmm. that be? And so I'm more focused on making sure that because I don't have any kids. And I know at this point, because my husband was talking about adopting, I was like, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, that ship has sailed. I was like, no. I was like, we are, you can return 50 and I'm 46, is no way. I was like, when I come home, I do not want anybody running behind me. I said, but we can babysit. Yes, borrow. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "Uh -uh." I was like, maybe 10 years ago, yeah, but not now. Um, But I think, whatever the summation of your life is, you want to be able to, you know, live with that when you have those final moments. And it's just been sticking out for me a lot about that because just so many people have been passing Mm -hmm. away. I even had some people pass away that I went to high school with. It's just been, you know, one uh, tragedy after the other in terms of just that kind of stuff. And so, you know, when you look it over, and of course, like I said before, when you're coming out of that uh, December into January, there's so much celebrating and there's so much happiness and so many things going on. But I think the pandemic kind of quieted it, mm-hmm. everything. And you got a real chance to think about what was important, mm-hmm. right? Got to be in the house all the time, can't go nowhere. What are you going to do with this time? 
It's a lot of time. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Well, my next question. Well, actually, first, I want to commend you on reaching some of your goals because that is amazing. Not everybody is able. Thank so, you. what are some things that you would say to someone who hasn't been able to keep their goals? How how could you encourage them? Well, the first thing I would have to say is believe in yourself. Um, again, and I keep saying this, but set realistic goals. Um, don't give up on yourself. And I have I say that loudly to myself. That's one of my mirror talk things that I say to myself, like, don't give up on yourself. Don't be so critical and hard on yourself. Um, give yourself the same grace and that you give That's other so people. Um, room for error. And error is not bad. Look at science, right? Trial and error. Do it. It fails. You do it again. You learn a little bit more about it. You do it again. You get better at it. You do it again. You improve on it. And eventually you master things about what you want to do. And then you master it and you can teach mm -hmm. somebody else. And you're constantly learning. So I think, you know, sometimes we give up too soon. Don't don't give up. Just like keep at it. If it's something that you really care about, mm -hmm. you keep at it. I love what you said about keeping at it because a lot of times like we have these goals and then we don't check them off and we just kind of forget about them and we don't revisit them. But you're right. If it's something that you're really passionate about, go back after it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think if you research people who have been successful, um, one of the things that I found when I listen to a lot of YouTube channels and um, certain types of channels where they talk about people who have really made it and been successful, they talk about all the times when someone looked at them and was like, you're not mm -hmm. going to do nothing. You ain't going to do that. You know, you stupid. You can't read. You dumb. This, that, and the third or whatever. You grew up poor. How you going to be a millionaire? You know, just the craziest things or, you know, you do this to do this. And then you end up doing that. Let it right? fire. And so I think, yeah, I, I think you also have to, and I, I said it without saying it, but you have to ignore the voices around, right? Because it's always going to be, be people that has um, an opinion or something about, what you're doing there's going to be people that's for you there's going to be people that sound like oh, they're for one. you that have other motives and then there are going to be people that totally hate you so and it's not even you they just hate that you doing mm -hmm. it and they not you know so it's just so many things that can get in your way um and i feel like the pandemic was a way to just quiet all of that. As I was in here, my husband worked in the second level and I worked on the top level. And for all of that time that I had that quiet time to myself, I couldn't hear nobody but my thoughts and God's voice and whatever else I was feeding myself, right? I think that's another point too, is what are you feeding yourself? Like what 
do you constantly put in yourself? Music, reading, podcasts, YouTube, yeah, all of it. Friends, family, because you know, sometimes your family can be your worst enemy too. I know they say blood is thicker than water, but you got some family members out there that are jealous or not supportive or, you know, they don't feel like they made good decisions. So they're going to just backbite on you for all the decisions you're making. So it's just important to have those self-talks that our grandmothers told us to have and to stay focused. Don't give up on yourself. And sometimes find that quiet voice, find that quiet place where um, you can get away from all that. Okay, we're going to circle back once again. (laughs) And earlier you talked about your group. Uh, I think you said it was Queens of Esther. Yeah, Queen Esther. So it's a... Right now, one of the hot topics in the church and Christian community is whether Christians should set goals and resolutions or not. What is your take? Um, I don't think there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with that. Um, I, I, I don't see where setting goals or making resolutions is wrong with it. Um, anything wrong with it. I just think being honest with yourself about where you are with those things can be, you know, sometimes we say little cliches to ourselves and tell each, tell each other things in the moment. Right. But um, I think just being honest with yourself about where you are, if you're going to set a new year's resolution, okay, I set this new year's resolution. If you don't want to do it anymore, Mm -hmm. just say, I don't want to do it no more. And you don't have to feel ashamed about it. You don't have to, you know, make some big Facebook post about it. You just don't do it no more. I, I, that's not, I thought I wanted to do it. I don't. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like in the social media world that we live in, we it's almost like we have to prove something, mm-hmm. but you don't. You really don't. You don't owe it to anybody. At the end of the night, when I go to sleep, other than my husband, it ain't nobody here to prove nothing to. And at, at the end of the day, it's me. Even if I prove something to him, do I believe that this is something that I really want to do? Do I believe that this is really for me? Right. Um, again, that's self-buying. If I'm not buying into it because it's what I want to do. It don't matter how often my husband say something to me about it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna set the atmosphere for it. That's good. As Christian women, do you think that there are some specific goals we should focus on for our spiritual goals? Um daily prayer, daily reading of the word, again, Christian fellowship. You know, it doesn't have to be a whole group of people, just that one or two Christian sisters or brothers that you feel like can encourage you and also be honest with you Mm -hmm. so that you can grow, right? Because the whole point is to continually grow and develop your relationship in Christ. So again, I keep saying this word, but I just think you have to set the atmosphere 
for those things. And if you don't put the things in the atmosphere that create those things, it's like if you make a cake, mm -hmm. if I put some ham, yeah. cheese, and eggs together, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get a cake. I'm going to get Maybe a an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But I'm not going to get a cake. So if I want a cake, then I have to buy the ingredients or set the atmosphere to get that. And so, you know, some things are so simplistic, but sometimes I think we just overdo yeah. it or we overthink it or we want the glitz and glam. And you really don't realize that some of that stuff was so simply done and it took years. So that's another thing, like, you looking at the end of where somebody is, but do you know it took them 35 years to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like it took me 35 years to build this business and to be a best top seller. But um, you looking at it and you want to do it in five days. Nope. That's not going to happen. So I don't know if no, any of this is making it makes sense. sense. But it that's ties not back into your, your social media thing because we see the outcome and we just have that instant gratification. And so we want that now. But there's that same Rome wasn't built in a day. So you're not going to be a bestseller in right. a day. That's just not how it works. Right. It's not how it works. And I again, going back to those SMART goals, I just think that some people set goals that are, they aren't realistic. And then when they flop, you know, it's like, well, I'm not this, I'm not that. And it has nothing to do with you. It just, it's just, you just didn't create the atmosphere for this and you didn't research, you know, research, read, get on there and find out what other people did to do it. <laughs> I didn't say, you know, like do exactly what they did because it needs to, if you want, that's another thing, having, adding the you into okay. it right being unique right so like if i do it exactly like somebody else did it they're gonna know i'm copying so you don't want to be a copier as much as you want to add your own flavor to whatever it is you're doing you want it to be uniquely you and do it you know find out what you need to do it but then add your own creativity into it so it's you that you can even buy into it and you don't have to keep up the facade. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't have to fake about something that I create that I, that's me. Like, I know that I did it. But if I got to copy Angelica, if I got to copy you, there's some parts of that I'm not going to be able to keep up with because I'm not you. And so I think, you know, that's important. It is. It is. You've given us so many tokens of wisdom tonight so our last question is if you had to leave us with five takeaways what would they be um the five takeaways be yourself okay be true to yourself be true to god set realistic goals and don't give up on yourself okay i like those be true to yourself. Be true to God. This is good. This is good. Thank you so much for your time, Elena. Oh, You're thank welcome. you. And Galaxy, that is a wrap. We'll see you next time.